back on Right Now with Jim Dawes. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. Coming to you on the Mojo 5.0 radio network and available on demand on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Follow me on Twitter at Right Now Jim Dawes. Or shoot me an email at rightnowjimdaws at gmail.com. Find me on the web at jimdaws.com. And leave me a voicemail at 772-245-0750. That's 772-245-0750. Leave your questions or comments on that line and we'll use your call on the broadcast. This Jeffrey Epstein story is uh, is just now heating up, and you might as well settle in and get used to it, listeners, because this is going to be the story that consumes the news cycles probably for the next year or more, certainly leading up to the 2020 elections. And I'm trying to wrap my mind around exactly what is behind this, but I can tell you right now that this thing is, uh, is going to go sideways uh, pretty quickly uh, when it comes to Donald Trump. Uh, Donald Trump, uh, you know, was a Manhattan socialite and a Palm Beach um, uh, country club owner. And he had some uh, some dealings with Epstein's uh, way back before any of these charges uh, or rumors came forward. And uh, and they've got Donald Trump on the record as having said to one of the um, the tabloid magazines that uh, Jeffrey Epstein was a great guy and uh, loved beautiful women and liked them on the younger side. And they are going to use that quote to bludgeon Donald Trump with, um, you know, related to the 2020 election. And it's just going to be a matter of time. And you can count on this. Take this to the bank market on your calendar. When I told you that there are going to be women that will come forward and say that uh, they were, um, you know, abused by Jeffrey Epstein and Donald Trump at the same time, or by Donald Trump at one one of Epstein's properties. And uh, and these women, and you can bet they're uh, they're out there right now, uh, being courted by the likes of uh, Gloria Allred and Lisa Bloom, and you know. <laughs> Maybe even Michael Avenatti, if he didn't have such uh, legal problems on his own hands, uh, uh, they're they're being told how much money that is in that this for them, and that uh, you know if they make the claim, they cannot be disproven because uh, this you know these uh, activities go back to the uh, two thousand two through two thousand five. And just like they had, uh, you know, all of these uh, women whose stories could not either be proven nor disproven against uh, Brett Kavanaugh and Judge Roy Moore. Um, and, uh, and all of them cashed in in a big way by appearing on, you know, network TV shows and, uh, and giving interviews to, uh, to publications. That same... Uh, attack model is going to be deployed against Donald Trump. And I'm not sure, uh, you know, who who made the calculation. I haven't figured it out yet. But somebody in the Southern District of New York uh, made the calculation that uh, despite the fact that Jeffrey Epstein will probably take down 
a bunch of high-profile Democrat politicians. Most of those uh, will uh, be politicians that are, you know, uh, over the hill anyway, like uh, Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton, Cy Vance, um, maybe even Chuck Schumer before it's over with. Uh, But uh, they're making the calculation that uh, getting Donald Trump and having this story of a pedophile that, uh, you know, had a casual association with Donald Trump. And they've got this uh, very damning quotation from way back in the late 90s against Donald Trump is going to be worth it uh, to drive him from office. Um, You know, the only thing I would observe is. Um, uh, Patterson, uh, the the author, uh, Patterson, can't remember his first name, damn it. But uh, he went on Laura Ingram's show. Was it Laura Ingram? Yeah, I believe it was Laura Ingram's show and pointed out that, um, you know, he, he had written a book on, on uh, Jeffrey Epstein and his, his um, perversions and predations on young girls. And, uh, and he pointed out that... Um, the head of the spa at Mar-a-Lago went to Donald Trump and reported that Jeffrey Epstein was uh, was circling young girls at the club, and uh, Donald Trump promptly threw him out. Now, if Jeffrey Epstein had the goods on Donald Trump, if he knew, uh, you know, dirt that he could uh, dish on Donald Trump, Donald Trump never would have had the uh, the latitude to banish him from his properties. So that's going to be, you know, one of the only defenses. Uh, but rest assured, listener, before this is over with, there are going to be victims come uh, from, you know, 20 years ago, 15 years ago, uh, that will make allegations against Donald Trump. And they will uh, they will be neither provable nor disprovable. These uh, these witnesses will make uh, tons of money, and they will join the the ranks of these uh, these women that have made allegations against Donald Trump that uh, you know have uh, have paid off for them. Look at Christine Blasey Ford, for instance. She made these uh, allegations against Brett Kavanaugh. Everybody talked about what a uh, hero and how brave she was to come forward. If you dig into it, you can see that the whole thing was um, calculated by um, the former head of the Southern District of New York, um, Preet Bahara. Christine Blase Ford's uh, was a close friend of Bahara's second in command at the SDNY, and uh, and uh, they came up with this plan while they were summering one year in Rehoboth, Maryland. But Christine Blasey Ford, she she didn't suffer from having come forward against uh, Kavanaugh with these calculated lies. Her GoFundMe page ended up paying her well over a million dollars. I think it may have been close to $2 million when it was all said and done that Christine Blasey Ford was able to collect off of that little episode and that's not even counting all the appearances that she got paid for on network tv and on on uh, for you know publication interviews but if epstein had the dirt on trump trump certainly wouldn't have had the latitude to be able to banish him from mar lago and that's going to be his only defense because to tell you the truth that uh, that quotation 
that he gave makes Trump look bad. Uh, but this is going to be weaponized and turned against Donald Trump, and you can always already see the outlines of this taking shape. The New York Times and the Washington Post, you know, where they write the stories that uh, makes this quotation, tries to tie Trump to Epstein, and then you go way, way down in the story, five or six paragraphs in, and you find out that, uh, you know, Donald Trump had a falling out with him before any of these charges came forward, banished him from the club, and has been bad-mouthing him for over a decade. And then they happen to mention in passing that Donald, that uh, Bill Clinton, in fact, visited um, with Epstein many times, flew on his plane. Bill Clinton tried to uh, beat this thing by getting out there and saying that uh, he had flown on on Epstein's planes to only four times for the Clinton Foundation. Now notice that quotation there that was put together for Bill Clinton. He had flown four times on his plane for the Clinton Foundation. He didn't happen to mention if he had flown any other times that wasn't for the Clinton Foundation. And if there is an expert in um, parsing words... I did not have sex with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. It depends on what the definition of the term is, is. Well, Bill Clinton is the, the king daddy champion at prevarications, and uh, and it's going to be very interesting to see if any of this does come back and bite Bill in the butt. But, you know, um what cannot be ignored, although the New York Times and the Washington Post are trying mightily, is that Jeffrey Epstein is a big Democrat. He's a big New York City, Manhattan Democrat. Like Chuck Schumer or uh, Jerry Nadler or um, Anthony Weiner. He's a big New York Democrat who has donated... The, the most of the political donations that he has made were to Hillary Clinton. But he has donated uh, big bucks to Chucky Schumer, too. Chucky Schumer is up there, you know, uh, grandstanding, demanding the firing of Alex Acosta, which I happen to agree with him on. Alex Acosta's got to go. But um, before this is over with, it's going to take down a lot of people. But first and foremost, they're going to try to use it uh, to go after Donald Trump. And Alan Dershowitz, uh, you know, he's the one that negotiated this uh, this ridiculous agreement where the feds uh, signed away their prosecution, and that's going to be very difficult to break. Uh, if if uh, Epstein would plead guilty to state charges of solicitation of prostitution. Can you imagine somebody getting off for just soliciting a prostitute, which is a misdemeanor? Actually, I think there must have been a felony charge because he he served 13 months. Misdemeanor is up to 12 months. But he served 13 months in a, uh, a, a county jail in Palm Beach County where he was allowed to leave for up to 16 hours a day, supposedly to go to the office. 
I doubt very seriously they had any deputies uh, making sure that that's where he was going. Basically, what he did is he slept at the jail. Maybe he came in, you know, did a little reading and went to sleep and then got up in the morning, took a shower and off to work he goes. Hell of a deal if you can get it. And this is what Alan Dershowitz does. Alan Dershowitz negotiates um, and gets low-life people off for horrendous crimes. He was on O.J. Simpson's legal defense team, for those of you too young to remember. Alan Dershowitz will defend anybody for money. The question when it comes to Alan Dershowitz was, did he participate in any of this? Did he visit Epstein's private island in the Virgin Islands? And if he did, did he did he visit it before or after he defended Epstein and knew that Epstein was, um, you know, a uh, a pedophile? How many times did Dershowitz fly on this uh, Lolita Express where? Uh, flight logs will show that uh, underage girls were present. But you're going to have a whole bunch of people in New York uh, City that are going to go down over this. <clears throat> Excuse me. The, uh, the Manhattan District Attorney, Cy Vance, actually went before a judge, a New York State judge, and argued that Epstein should not be designated a sexual offender. (laughs) The judge said, huh? Never had a prosecutor come before the court and make an argument on behalf of the defendant before. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of skeletons come falling out of this closet, and Epstein's going to be under huge pressure to uh, turn state's evidence. What I'd like to know And what nobody has answered adequately to me yet is how in the world did uh, Jeffrey Epstein make his money? This is a guy that started off as a high school math teacher. I think his dad worked at the post office. Epstein started off as a high school math teacher and made the jump from a high school math teacher to Bear Stern. Made a bunch of money as a hedge fund manager, so-called. But nobody knows whose money Jeffrey Epstein manages. Or where he's invested. Or how he came into possession of a $77 million mansion off of Central Park West that is the largest residence on the island. And what I'm starting to suspect is that Jeffrey Epstein was a pimp for billionaire pedophiles. The guy that owned this mansion before Jeffrey Epstein was um, was the founder of, I think it was uh, uh, Victoria's Secrets and uh, not Bed Bath & Beyond, but the, the, other, uh, the other big uh, retail chain like that and several others. Apparently, he just transferred ownership of this mansion over to Jeffrey Epstein. So was Jeffrey Epstein pimping these little girls to these billionaires 
Or was Jeffrey Epstein setting these things up and then using it to blackmail these billionaires or, you know, a combination of both? Supposedly when uh, when the uh, New York Police Department raided, uh, it may have been the federal marshals, raided Epstein's uh, mansion and broke into his private safe, they discovered hundreds or thousands of photographs of underage girls um, naked or partially nude. It's going to be interesting to see if there were any other billionaires uh, in these photographs. And Jeffrey Epstein specialized in preying on runaway girls as young as 14 years old, according to the the, uh, charging document in uh, Palm Beach County, Florida. Did any of those runaway girls come up missing? Are they all accounted for? Does this thing go even deeper than we know? But the big uh, the big story right now is a, a, a call to fire Alex Acosta. I, I wholeheartedly support that. The federal government uh, gets secures convictions in 97% of the cases, and apparently this case that the Palm Beach County Sheriff had put together was solid and ironclad. And at the very least, you, 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 know, you go to bat and you try the case for the girls. In this case, they entered into this agreement uh, that specifically gave him global immunity for anything that he had done and gave immunity to any co-conspirators who were not named. They gave immunity to people who facilitated or participated in these acts without even naming them. That's outrageous. This guy, Alex Acosta, is up to this in his eyeballs. Donald Trump should have fired him yesterday. I don't care what kind of job he's doing as the Secretary of Labor. Give somebody immunity for crimes that you don't e- haven't even don't even know of. Just give them global immunity. And any co-conspirators or accomplices? Are you serious? That's an outrageous deal. Shocks the conscience is the word that uh, the uh, the Manhattan federal attorney said. Epstein's conduct shocks the conscience. What shocks my conscience is this deal that Alex Acosta signed off on that allowed Jeffrey Epstein to serve 13 months sleeping at a county jail and hid it from the uh, the victims of this crime. I, I, what's Julie Brown? I think is the reporter's name down in the Miami Herald, and if. You know, I've been saying a lot of a lot of long time that uh, journalism is dead. Well, journalism at the local level is apparently not entirely dead because this reporter for the Miami Herald, I think her name is Julie Brown, deserves a Pulitzer Prize most certainly. 
She interviewed 80 different witnesses and drug all of this out and ended up uh, getting a civil attorney to go after Epstein. And that's another thing that we're going to have to watch about how this all develops. Because these uh, these ultra-rich people have a tendency to be able to buy their way out of, out of these um, charges. They get all the justice money can buy. And they're going to start... Epstein throwing around money to these victims in order not to, test, to testify. And Weinstein is doing the same exact thing right now. They're going to have difficulty maintaining these charges because uh, Epstein, like Weinstein, is going to be out there paying people off. If you want to see the classic case of this, you can look at um, what Michael Jackson did buying his way out of the pedophilia charges out there in California when he paid the victims millions and millions of dollars not to testify against him. I think that's what Kevin Spacey is doing right now. The victim that had uh, that they had pressed charges uh, on behalf of that he molested at a bar is now refusing to testify, taking the Fifth Amendment. And the judge is saying if he doesn't testify, we're going to have to drop the case. When you take the Fifth Amendment, you refuse to speak. You refuse to even tell the court whether or not the defendant has paid you for your silence. And Epstein, like Weinstein, has got a lot of money to throw around, and we can anticipate that that's going to be the case. But I want to know whether or not children continue to suffer because Alan Dershowitz got this sweetheart deal and Alex Acosta, the current Secretary of Labor, agreed to it. It's absolutely disgusting. And if any of these girls, these runaways that Jeffrey Epstein specialized in preying upon, have come up missing as a result of him still being on the streets, then uh, then charges uh, should be filed for public corruption as well. And it's it's very interesting that it's not the sex trafficking or the sex crime divisions of the Southern District of New York that is handling this case. It's the public corruption section. Yes, that was the same section that got Michael Cohen to plead to campaign violations for paying blackmail money to Stormy Daniels called it a campaign finance violation. It was nothing of the sort And the attorneys in the SDNY knew if they had taken it to court, it would have been laughed out of court because the, the issue had already been decided in the case against John Edwards. The precedent had been set. But if they get Cohen to plead guilty to it, then they got the best of both worlds. They don't have to prove anything. They don't even have to prove that a crime was committed. They've got the guy to plead guilty to it. But these are the same ones that are now handling this case. And they are rabid Trump hunters, baby. If there is any woman in New York, between New York and the Virgin Islands and uh, Florida, that is willing to make the statement that Donald Trump was involved with this, that 
may be the kill shot for this president. It doesn't have to be true because it's been so long ago that it can't be verified or debunked. It'll just be a claim hanging out there. Man, oh man, oh man. So, you know, we've been drugged through the Russia hoax for the last two and a half years. And for the next however many years, we're going to be drugged through the slime of the Jeffrey Epstein pedophile scandal. It's going to be nonstop, round the clock. It's going to be the subject of the presidential debates. That's where we are in this country. We've got to run out to a break. We'll be back after the... Uh, these messages to commercials. Stick with us. I'm right now with Jim Dawes. As you make plans this season, consider convenient COVID-19 testing from Quest. Get the same test hospitals use without a doctor visit. Simply order online, select from drive through or at-home options, and get the results sent securely to your phone or computer. It's a great fit for your busy life. With over 20 million COVID-19 tests processed, you can count on Quest. So order your test today at questcovid19.com. That's questcovid19.com. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes, your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an America First perspective. Coming to you on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Well, old Joe Biden's just about done. You know, uh, the show, uh, I guess it was day before yesterday, was uh, the Joe Biden 2020 Apology Tour. Well, that apology tour is in high gear now. Joe Biden can't do anything right. Michelle Obama won't even, you know, even if asked, won't say a kind word about Joe Biden and uh, and his former uh, running mate, the first black president that Joe Biden, you know, spent all of his political capital to get elected. Won't even throw Joe a bone. Joe's just been left out there to twist in the wind. He's going to be the, the whipping boy of the Democrat Party. He is going to be the Democrat Party's Jeb Bush, the establishment, middle of the road, get along, go along, sell out the American people for their own benefit kind of guy that the rest of them can tee off on. The difference is the ones that will be teeing off against Joe Biden won't be America first. They'll be Marxists. And they are going to rip at him like a pack of dogs, and it's already started. Frank Bruni uh, was in the pages of the New York Times this morning. Frank Bruni is a you know big leftist, saying that Joe Biden's basically a Republican. <laughs> oh man, that didn't take long. 
Joe Biden is a Republican. He's just an establishment guy that wants us to buy into it, and he's the next guy on the list. So, uh, so it's his turn. He's old. He's white. He's the wrong kind of guy. He's not even homosexual. Maybe if uh, if old Joe Biden would take one for the team, maybe if he would come out as a transsexual, that would be his saving grace because then he would have some sort of intersectionality that the Democrats could get behind. But this old white guy act, that's not going to work. <laughs> He's from a different age, man. We got, we got we, this place is run by uh, cultural and identity politic Marxists at this point. You're not going to get anywhere. You're just going to be humiliated and, uh, and made a fool of. He started out when he joined the race, I think he was at 44%. He's down to about 27% now. Going to continue to circle the drain. And he can't even claim to be old blue-collar lunch bucket Joe anymore because in the two years since he's left the White House, he has, uh, he has cashed in not only for himself but for his son, Hunter. I guess, actually, he cashed in for Hunter while he was still in the White House. Selling out to China and the Ukraine and some other uh, Estonia, I think it was. But since Joe Biden has left the White House, he's earned about seven hundred or seven million dollars a year. He's got a net worth now of about fifteen million dollars in just two years, and he's made that apparently through giving speeches, which is a, a joke, an absolute joke. Anybody that would pay Joe Biden for a speech needs to get their money back because, one, it's going to be long and boring, not make any sense, and basically consist of, you know, Joe Biden saying one dumbass thing after the next. Speaking of Joe Biden saying dumbass things, I've got a clip here for you. You know, Joe Biden was uh, was part of the, the crime bill that Bill Clinton passed that resulted in uh, a lot of criminals being locked up. This was at the height of the crack e- epidemic. And uh, and the cities were becoming war zones, and uh, people demanded that the government do something about it. And so they passed this crime bill. It was back in the 90s. It was a good bill. Republicans supported it, and that was back when Bill Clinton was trying to triangulate so that he could get reelected. And, uh, and Joe Biden was a big supporter went on um, on the floor of the Senate and talked about, uh, you know, predators, and he doesn't give a darn if these people had a bad childhood, that society has to be protected. I agree with him. I am not for the President, uh, President Trump's so-called prison reform. That is, uh, that is a bill that was supported by the Koch brothers because the Koch brothers live in gated communities and uh, they don't want to pay the high taxes that it costs to incarcerate large population of criminals. And they don't, certainly don't have to deal with the consequences of having those criminals on the street. That's for the little people, us little people. Where was I? I got, I got sidetracked. Oh, yeah, so... So Biden is uh, is asked recently about um, 
a, a proposal by the American Civil Liberties Union, a, a communist subversive organization, if there ever was one. A lot of our problems down on the border are a direct result of lawsuits filed by the ACLU. But Biden was asked about a program that they've got that is going to reduce even the current car- incarceration rate after Trump's so-called prison reform by another 50%. So you can imagine what effect that would have if you're not putting half of the criminals in jail that you are now. You'll basically have uh, a, 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 a society-wide program like the Promise program down there in Broward County school systems that allowed um, you know that Cruz kid to get away with... Um, crime after crime after crime in the school until he finally committed mass murder. But this reporter asked Joe Biden, uh, you know, the ACLU's got this problem that's going to result in a a reduction of crime by 50%, and a lot of your opponents are uh, all for it. What did you have to say about that? The ACLU has a roadmap for cutting incarceration by 50% through reforms that have been endorsed by both the right and the left, including four other presidential candidates and many conservatives. When he says the right or the left, keep in mind he's talking about um, the Koch brothers and George Soros. And George Soros, by the way, is uh, paying to elect attorney generals all throughout this country that are refusing to prosecute crimes the prosecutor that uh, led jesse smollett off the hook was elected with george soros money but back to this clip and the left including four other presidential candidates and many conservatives let me show you you commit to cutting incarceration by 50 percent if elected do it more than that we there there should be no what did he almost say i want you to listen to that again his response is we can do it more than 50 percent there should be no and then he catches himself. He's about to stick his foot in his mouth again. What were you what were you gonna say, Joe? What were you gonna say about you're not gonna incarcerate anybody? Back, I'll, I'll play that again. If elected we can do it more than that. We there, there should be no uh, look get- there should be no I guess he was gonna say there should be no incarceration. We there, there should be no uh, look Get, again, get his name. I'll send you exactly what my program is. it a yes or is it a yes or no? Yeah, the answer is yes. Thank you. Well, I got a better plan than you guys have. I'll reduce incarceration by more than 50%. What do you got? You want open borders? I'm for open borders. You want government-provided health care for illegal immigrants? I'm for it. If Andrew Yang had just taken the chance to ask Joe Biden if he supported a, a guaranteed minimum income for everybody, he'd be for that, too. This is how the Democrats get elected, by promising free stuff. They say yes to everything. They're the children of the two political parties. There's an adult party, the Republicans, that knows that, you know, life has certain realities that you have to cope with. And then there's the Democrat parties that do what you want. We'll pay for it. You want to flood the country with illegal immigrants? Yeah, sure. Bring them on. Yes to everything. Oh, and now the modern Democrat Party has become the anti-white party. And even the white people that are running in the Democrat Party are required to kowtow and scrape and beg in front of these uh, cultural Marxists 
and none does it so thoroughly or so embarrassingly to cuck himself out as Beto O'Rourke. This country was founded on white supremacy, and, and every single institution and structure that we have in our country still reflects the legacy uh, of slavery and segregation and Jim Crow um, and suppression, even in our democracy. Really? Every single institution, the federal government, um, employs a disproportionate number of blacks. Uh, supposedly the descendant of slaves, descendants of slaves. The uh, 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 African-Americans run uh, probably most of the major urban cities in this country. There's a huge black middle class. There are black billionaires. But according to Beto O'Rourke, this is still a profoundly racist we were founded on white supremacy, and and I recognize that I am evil, and all the people that look like me are evil. We're moral retards, and uh, and is there anything else I could tell you that would be more groveling? I specialize in groveling. No candidate, no Democrat candidate is going to outgrovel me. She still reflects the legacy of slavery and segregation and Jim Crow um, and suppression, even in our democracy. Even in our democracy, suppression. Now, keep in mind that Beto O'Rourke is a white Irish guy, given some sort of Latino name or Latinx. I still haven't figured out that Latinx thing. He is a child of privilege, went to private schools had a rich daddy, married into a rich family, never had to really work a day in his life, never was held accountable for any of the law-breaking that he did as an adolescent. But in order to get elected president, he's perfectly willing to cuck out and, and throw his heritage and his uh, people under the bus. And like I said, nobody cucks out like uh, Beto O'Rourke. You notice Beto O'Rourke didn't talk like this when he was running for Senate against Ted Cruz in Texas. There was no talk like this. It was only after he became a presidential candidate and had to satisfy the far left wing of the Democrat Party that he started uh, making these embarrassing statements. We got to tear down the wall, he said. We shouldn't be building walls. We should be tearing down the wall that protects his hometown of El Paso and what allowed him to sleep safe in his bed at night. And you got this guy, Tom Steyer, the impeach uh, crusader, impeachment crusader, Tom Steyer, the billionaire from California who has thrown his hat in the ring, trying to pretend that he's a man of the people too, even though he made his money on wall street was a hedge fund manager and later a venture capitalist, a vulture capitalist. He's the Democrats' version of Mitt Romney. But he's trying to make everybody believe, you know, in his announcement video, he's, uh, he's standing there, looked like a, a farmer, standing in a barn, dressed like a farmer. I guess he was making his billions, you know, out on the farm. Bernie Sanders says, I'm not having it. I'm a Democrat 
socialist by by God. And I'm sick of these billionaires. If they want to, you know, give their money to me, that's fine. But they're disqualified. I'm feeling very good. Look, this is a very different situation. Actually, this is kind of a long clip I'm going to play you. It's uh, Bernie Sanders going off on how he's going to defeat the other Democrat uh, candidates. And uh, and he's going to win by getting that small slice of committed Marxists and the Democrat Party. I'm feeling very good. Look, this is a very different situation, political situation, than last time around where there were two major candidates. This time there are 23 candidates. Uh, My guess is that at the end of the day, uh, the candidate who gets 25, 30 percent will actually uh, win state by state. We have very strong grassroots organization. We have over a million volunteers and strong organizations in Iowa, New Hampshire, in South Carolina, Nevada, California. So we're feeling pretty good. Uh, about where we are right now. We think we stand an excellent chance not only to win the Democratic nomination, but to defeat the most dangerous president uh, in modern American history. The most dangerous president because he wants to return the country to its traditional foundations. That's what's considered subversive now. If you try to save America, then you're dangerous. If you want to transform America into a Marxist utopia similar to Venezuela or Cuba, or the Soviet Union, then in Bernie Sanders' eyes, you're the savior. The problem Bernie Sanders has got is, again, he's old and white. And you can have just as uh, virulent a form of Marxism with any number of these other intersectional candidates, including Sacagawea, or Pocahontas, I should say, Elizabeth Warren. I guess she, at this point, has sort of abandoned her claim to being a woman of color. Of color. What does that mean? But she's coming out with a program every day to take money away from people who have it and give it to the people who want it. Vote for me. I'll give you free stuff. I'll take money away from other people and give it to you. Who was it? One of our founders that said... Once people realize that they can vote themselves other people's money, it's all the the uh, republic is going to be over. Who was that quote? I'll have it for you tomorrow. But nobody uh, nobody gives away free stuff like Elizabeth Warren. She's coming out with a position paper almost daily now. We're going to tax people's wealth. We're going to tax Wall Street. We're going to tax corporations. We're going to tax him and him. We're going to tax everybody but you, and we're going to give you free stuff. And I guess it's probably going to be a fairly successful um, tactic at this point because the Democrat Party is made up of people who want free stuff. And it's going to be interesting whether these millennials that are starting to come out of college now and actually be able to get a job in their chosen field, my daughter included, are going to say, well, you know, heck with all that, getting up every day and going to work. I can go down every four years and vote for a a, a, a Democrat socialist Marxist and stay at home and watch uh, Jerry Springer on TV. My daughter won't be doing that. <laughs> but uh, there will be plenty in the Democrat Party that uh, that will fall into that. Here's this clip. 
of Bernie um, telling Tom Steyer he, he's too rich to get into the race. I'm a bit uh, tired of seeing billionaires uh, trying to buy political power. So I like Tom. He is a good guy. He's a friend of mine. Uh, but I'm not a great fan of billionaires uh, getting involved in the political process. Well, normally I'm not as well, but uh, thank God Donald Trump had an opportunity to fund his campaign himself because he certainly never would have been allowed to take the Republican nomination had he not been able to pay for his own campaign. The way the American political system works, of course, and I'm not telling you anything you don't already know, is it's a, a pre prepayment. It's a, a prepaid bribe. You give these um, these political candidates the money they need to get elected, and then when they get in office, they take care of your uh, your interests, and they take all the promises that they made to the voters, throw those out the window. I think that's exactly what uh, Marco Rubio had in mind. You know, he was being funded by the Koch brothers and a lot of other big money, establishment money in the Republican Party. And he was saying a lot of things that made sense. But he proved in his short time in office, he was elected as a Tea Party candidate from South Florida. And immediately upon getting to Washington, joined in the so-called Gang of Eight to offer amnesty to tens of millions of people in the country illegally. People knew what to expect if they elected uh, Marco Rubio president, you know, with his funders, and they rejected it. Tom Steyer, he wants the Green New Deal, and he wants Trump impeached. I don't know if he's going to be able to make his way on the stage. I hope he does. hope he does, because I, I want everybody to hear exactly what he's all about. I got to tell you something real quick. Well, it's summertime, and that makes it wild rice salad season. Wild rice is one of the healthiest foods, and there's nothing better than a cold wild rice salad waiting in the fridge when you get home after a hard day's work. Buy a five-pound bag of any wild rice product, and you'll get a free one-pound bag of wild rice and eight of our best wild rice salad recipes from menostalgia.com. When you use the promo code FREERICE, Wild rice salads are great as a quick meal or as a tasty side dish when grilling outside. And we're sending enough recipes to have one in the fridge every day of the week. That promo code again is free rice, and it's good online, in person, or over the phone. Log on today at mojowildrice.com. That's mojowildrice.com. Or call them directly at 800-328-6731. That's 800-328-6731. You need to check out some of that Menostalgia Wild Rice. That is an absolutely great company. They've been in business for over 100 years. It's a family-owned business. Up there in the Thousand Lakes region in Minnesota, they're uh, farming wild rice in the paddies and um, (laughs) harvesting it the old-fashioned way. If you're in the the real food movement, you need to check that out. They've got a great deal going on right now. They've got some fantastic recipes and a lot of really good products, homemade farm um, wholesome, healthy products. What are we going to talk about? Oh, have you been watching Tucker Carlson? Tucker Carlson has become the indispensable genius. And, you know, the, the, the left is trying desperately 
everything in their power to get Tucker Carlson off the air. And the reason is because his show is so powerful. And it speaks obvious truths in a a very well-presented, logical way. He brings guests on to argue the uh, opposing point of view and illustrates how absurd the program the left is offering is. And last night, he started talking about Ilhan Omar. Now, this is a woman that uh, was born in Somalia, ended up in a refugee camp, I think, in Kenya, and was rescued uh, by this country when she was about four years old, and her and her family were brought to Minnesota, Minneapolis, to join the huge Somali community there. And she's been raised in this country, but she brought with her this anti-American socialist worldview, Islamic worldview, and absolutely despises this country. Goes to elementary schools and and bad mouths America. Never misses an opportunity to characterize the United States very similar to what what Beto O'Rourke had to say. An irredeemable country full of uh, morally retarded people. And Tucker asked a uh, very relevant question last night. Why are we bringing Muslims and people from uh, cultures that hate America? How much of that can this nation survive? We're building enclaves of areas that would elect somebody like Ilhan Omar to go to Congress and basically try to tear it all down, baby. Use the Saul Alinsky leftist tactics to try to tear it all down. You got um, Rashid Tlaib, a committed Marxist revolutionary Palestinian who is not representing America's interests. She represents the interests of, you know, the radical Palestinian factions that elected her. And right now you've got uh, the Turkish president, Erdogan, encouraging people to contribute to the re-election campaign of these, these people, AOC, Omar, um, and Tlaib. There's been a new one joined. They're calling themselves the squad. Uh, Presley. I think she's from um, Massachusetts. You've got this hardcore Marxist revolutionary set up who are doing their best to create as much chaos as they can then blame the chaos on the, their political opponents in order to use these Alinskyite tactics to tear it all down. Actually, on last night's uh, ver- uh, episode of Mark Levin, he, he talked about the tactics they're using and how it was put together by these Marxists at Columbia University that are out of the Frankfurt School, cultural Marxists, that did studies and exactly how to go about fomenting a Marxist revolution. And it's the exact, it's the exact plan that they're implementing. It's not hard to see. But Tucker was talking about uh, Ilhan Omar, and uh, and he said that she's a... Um, 
She's an alarm that everybody should pay attention. Ilhan Omar is living proof that the way we practice immigration has become dangerous to this country. So be grateful for Ilhan Omar, annoying as she is. She's a living fire alarm, a warning to the rest of us that we better change our immigration system immediately or else. Now, these are the kind of truths that need telling, but the kind of truths that you were not allowed to, uh, to utter. And if you watch Tucker's show during the commercials, you'll see that uh, almost all of the major advertisers have, uh, have been run off by Media Matters and these other left-wing boycott groups that have bullied corporate advertisers into uh, pulling off his show. And despite the fact that Tucker and, uh, and Hannity have the two highest cable-rated shows in prime time, their advertisers have been, uh, have been harassed and bullied into pulling off now i guess in this you know in these modern times that that's to be expected this is a cutthroat warfare the question is why aren't aren't we able on the right to do the same thing to cnn and msnbc are are there no people that are trying do we not have the infrastructure of these uh these committed zealous advocates in order to pursue these kind of uh, things, hell, you got Nike out there actually re- uh, revoking the issuances of one of their shoes because it's got an American flag on it. And they're all over, all over CNN and MSNBC with their ads. The little purple haired. Uh, Marxist from the uh, U.S. women's soccer team is all over the cable channels saying that uh, the women deserve equal pay. The U.S. soccer women deserve equal pay. Well, these uh, same U.S. soccer women got beat by the uh, Dallas football club's 15 and under team at a scrimmage. So maybe they should get equal pay, too. Oh, and by the way, I would like equal pay. I want to make the same thing as Rush Limbaugh. I think it's only fair... We can't have social justice until I get paid the same thing as Rush Limbaugh. (laughs) I'll hold my breath. Well, that takes us to the end of this edition of Right Now. I want to thank you for joining us and invite you back here again tomorrow, right here on the Mojo 5.0 Radio Network. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is... What's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The available AKG 36 speaker sound system in the Cadillac Escalade provides 360 degree sound, so you hear studio sound on the road. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving.